What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. We have another incredible guest visiting us today, and I'm so excited to pick his brain and to hear his story and for you guys to just be able to walk away with so much encouragement and belief that whatever you want to create in life Mm. is possible. So with us today is Clay Steves. He is, and I'm going to have him share his story, but he is a business owner. He's an author. He's a podcast host. He is doing a lot of things that he truly believes in and he's passionate about. And I think that when he reached out to me and we originally connected, I was like, oh yes, I absolutely want to get you on. I want my listeners to hear how you can do all of the most important things that you love in life. And it doesn't have to take away. It doesn't take away from the things that you care most about. So Clay, before we dig into the meat, tell us who you are. Tell us more about your story. I know you have an incredible story and I want them to really understand who they're, who they're listening to for the next mm. 45 minutes or so. Love it. Well, Micah, thank you for having me today. Your energy is contagious. I said it to my producer ahead of time. I was like, I'm going to have to like amp up because I'm going to have to get, <laughs> like match this tone. So no, but thank you. Thank you for having me today and, and what you're doing with the podcast. I love it. So, and you're, you're, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mission. Yeah, um, first. Who, who am I? Tell your story, right? You said 45 <laughs> minutes, so we definitely don't have enough time for me to unpack all of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm passionate about four things in my life. So Jesus, my family, orthopedics and adoption reunification. Like those are, those are my wheelhouses. That's what I care about. And so when I tell my story, those are all critical, um, 
themes, filters, elements, because that's, you know, my purpose and my passion. Um, I'm from, I'm from a flyover state. I'm from Oklahoma. Um, I live in the middle of the country. Very, very proud of it. Love it. Call it the promised land. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm adopted, or I should say I'm passionate about adoption. So a piece of that is I'm adopted. Uh, I was adopted at 13 days old, um, have an incredible family, um, still very close to them to this day, um, interconnected, uh, woven together. I am, um, and that plays huge in my story as I kind of share it. It'll come out in some of this as I think we get to it later. So I just start with that premise um, because it lays, again, foundation for where I came from. Uh, I am a husband for 15 and a half years flirting up coming up on 16 soon enough that's exactly right to um, my best friend and the most incredible woman I've ever encountered in my life named Kirsten I've got five kiddos um, which is uh, we were talking just before we hit record about the chaos of our household because we got five kiddos and, and Micah knows something about that yeah um, and as you said I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur I own multiple businesses uh, in the orthopedic realm and so that's where that orthopedics passion comes from because my father is actually a retired orthopedic surgeon and so that's kind of how I got into that space started my own business um a few years ago eight years ago a few is is more than or less than eight so um but like i said born born in oklahoma uh went to school in texas at baylor university sikkim um and the that's really where the story kind of takes a, a a twist is that actually in college i i began through uh, a series of events but the battle um well uh, substance abuse so amphetamines really on a college campus and it's still even crazy to say to this day that I actually ended up failing out of college um, at the age of 23 because I took a victory lap and didn't even finish the lap and just failed out. But uh, that really was a season for me of just a breaking down and just a, um, to be honest, uh, a train wreck uh, where I was hurting all those around me. Um, it was uh, a tough season that, that people who loved me, especially those that were closest to me, really got hurt. Um, and it was all self-inflicted. It was choices I was making and it was me trying to numb the pain, uh, that I was experiencing in the world, which isn't, isn't more than anyone else's pain because we've all got pain and, uh, it's brokenness. And so, but that really began our journey because I, I put up a wall at that season, Micah, where it was kind of like, all right, I'm done with this train wreck. Um, my, my wife was so gracious to me in that season and we, kept, we moved away from where I was. We removed ourselves from the environment. We kind of forgot about that past. Um, I started over, so to speak, but the reality is we're integrated. Everything matters, um, everything from our past. And so we, we moved, moved on, started our family and all of this. Um, and that was <clears throat> 23, 24, 25, 20, yeah, 25. So, and that was where um, we, you know, I, I had an opportunity to, to begin being in orthopedic device sales. Uh, my dad had just to be frank, it got me a job. And it was almost like my son's at the bottom. Can somebody give him an opportunity? Right. And so there's, there's <laughs> lots of wovens of, of chances here. And so for me <clears throat> in that season of I'd, I'd wrecked my life, uh, I'd been given another chance. I'd had a girl who'd given me a chance. I had my dad gave me a shot. It really kind of began the, okay, um, I'm going to choose this to be my bottom spot. I'm going to choose this to be, I want a different life for myself. And that really started the journey of like, okay, 
let's go do this. Let's go start building life back together out of hopefully the ashes and hopefully the bottom and, and making that choice. And so that's a big piece of my story that led to um, the late twenties, but I'm going to pause and see if you have any questions, thoughts, or if you want me to just keep going in that vein. Just, um, just keep going. I love it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we, 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 like I said, I began medical advice sales. Uh, we started our family. We had two kiddos um, and you know, I'm fast forwarding years here, um, but begin, began to have success. And again, there was that big wall, right? That big wall. I'd left school. I'd failed out. I was terrified of anyone knowing that, by the way, I lied perpetually so that nobody would ever ask me that question. I avoided opportunities <laughs> because I didn't want to be exposed as the guy who had failed out of college and kind of tried to um, rewrite, so to speak, uh, and give that facade, uh, that mask to everybody. And it was uh, 2010. So if anyone wants to do the math, you can figure out my age later. But um, it was uh, November of 2010. I was actually at this incredible event called the Cazone event. Um, and so again, paint the picture. Um, at this point, we become successful um, financially. And, in, and I hadn't started a business, but we'd, I'd been succeeding and we'd been thinking about starting. Um, my wife and I had been married for four years at that point. Um, five years at that point, we had two kiddos. And I'm at this event called the Kazone event. And it's actually an event where you try to figure out your vision or your purpose for your life. <laughs> okay. And so they take you through your spiritual giftings. They take you through your past experiences. They take you through kind of all these different exercises. And of course, I just said past experiences. And so in this exercise, I've got to look backwards and start to unpack who, you know, what's happened in my life, what's going yeah. on. And they do these post-it notes where you have to like write out different colors and like good events are like blue and bad events or magenta or something. But I can remember magenta was bad events in my life because when I got to the college season, it's like magenta post-it note, magenta post-it note, magenta <laughs> post-it note, magenta post-it note over and over and over. And it was um, in that moment, I, I just kind of felt a, a prompt. Um, that's the word I would use. Um, my perspective now and my belief now is it's, you know, um, a, a spiritual aspect of it. And it was a Holy Spirit, like being like, you need to go do this, but like go back to school. Yeah. So it was this prompt to be like, take this step that on the outside surface makes zero sense to anyone. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I should say to me, it made zero sense to me. Like, no, I'm good. I financially got stable. Uh, I'm in a good spot. Uh, I'm married. I got kids. The last thing I need to do is go take some risk to go back to school. That doesn't even make sense. Like, I I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about it. Um, and of course, uh, luckily for me, I had wise counsel in my life, especially my wife, because I went home that night and I was like, you're not going to believe what I felt in that moment. And it was that I should be go back to school. And she's like, Really? I was like, yeah, I think I gotta go back to school. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. She goes, okay, and do it. And so it was really cool. So I'm just painting a, you know, putting a pin there that my wife was so incredible to be like, she had been hurt by me. She had been, you know, in that season previously where I'd failed out of college, where I'd lied to her and lied to so many. And then when I felt this prompt, when I kind of felt this urge, she was like, okay, I'm on board. Like, I, I got your back. Like, things are gonna have to be different. Like, and I know we're different, but like, things are gonna have to be different. And so for yeah. all of 2011, I began to um, go back to school. So I like cover surgery during the day, because I was a medical device rep, like orthopedic sales. So I'd be covering surgery during the day, reading about American literature at night, like it was a remarkable season, right? And then trying to tuck your kids into bed and then go write research papers. Like it was a it was a slog. It was hard. It was messy. But it was all pretty remarkable because it began, I would say it was the first time I took this step that began just this cascading kind of one step, one step, one step. And when we get into like doing your crap and when we start getting into principles and like building your life and rules for life and how do we structure our world to thrive and win, there's an element that I don't want the story to, to have missed is that there's always like one step. 
And so it's not, you can't do it all at once. It's yeah. like one step and you add it to it. Right. And so we took that step. I, I finished school. Um, took me a year. I graduated in uh, December 16th. December 17th of 2011. So it was me as an old guy with a bunch of young knuckleheads finishing <laughs> school, walking across the stage, getting my diploma back when we could do that pre COVID. And, um, Oh man. Uh, what I didn't know is the day before my biological mom had written a letter to actually try to find me and meet me. Um, and so again, remember I'm adopted have a stable family, love my family, just went through a massive healing process because I told you I'd hurt those people who were closest to me. That includes my mom and dad, that included my wife, all these. And so we'd gone through this healing process, but it really was trying to close a chapter so that I could take the next step to begin to build the life that was uh, being orchestrated for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, then began the process of reunifying with my biological family. And at first, by the way, I absolutely, just like the school thing, I was like, nope, I'm good. I don't need to do this. I don't want to do it. I put the letter in my nightstand, shut the drawer. My wife was like, you are not going to do that. Like for <laughs> real, like seriously. Um, but your, we showed your up. Your wife sounds amazing, P.S. Yeah, she is. She is. She's the, uh, she's the, she's the rudder uh, of our ship. No doubt I about it. it. No, no doubt about it. Um, and so... Oh, sorry, I get emotional even thinking about this for a sec. Uh, what showed up a few weeks later was another letter from my birth mom. And um, she actually included a photo at this time of my five younger brothers that oh I never knew existed. And so, I, I mean, at 30 years old, 29 years old, I'm now finding out I've got brothers that never existed. And mind you, my adoptive family, I'm the youngest and I've got one big sis and she's incredible. What's up, sis? But um, <laughs> point being all of a sudden it was this paradigm shift of the life that I'm supposed to be stepping into. And so it's like, man, I got to take one more step. So then I yeah. step into that. And so then at this time also, we began to feel the prompt to begin fostering because we were trying to grow our family more. I know, right. We're going to start colliding all kinds of themes together. And we're going to start <laughs> talking about how in the world do you, um, yeah. And so in that same season, I'm reunifying with my biological family as my wife and I begin, begin fostering because we just have a passion for blended families for families that are being grafted together. That's a word I love to use because family is a choice. It's not even necessarily blood. Um, yeah. It's both. And so really for us, um, that began a, a remarkable season uh, to where now years later, and by the way, also the next year, we also founded our company because we felt that prompt again. So again, but it's this concept of every, each one of them kept building where it's like, okay, I'm going to take it to step of faith. And it's almost like I'm going to learn a new threshold right? A new mm -hmm. threshold of calling, of stress, of responsibility, of challenge. And so we just, it just kept being woven together over and over and over again to where, and I, I mean, I'm fast forwarding past so much stuff uh, just because uh, I want to pause and make sure I'm creating space. But in that season of reunifying with my biological family, meeting my mom, meeting my five younger brothers, by the way, who didn't know I existed. And so now they know, and we have an incredible relationship. We've integrated that well, after we began fostering, our, our son um, ended up being adopted with us a year and a half later because he ended up needing a permanent home. Um, and then the day after we adopted him, we found out we were pregnant again. And so then we get to, I'm like, it just, it just keeps this cascading moment. And we found a company and, and God has continued to bless it. And we've continued to grow and lead. Cause I, I mean, I was a train wreck of a leader. I probably still am. I'm sure 10 year old version of me will talk to me and be like, you're a train wreck of a leader right now, but you just keep growing and learning and, and you keep building. And so I just, as I look back on it, even as I tell it to you right now, there's this element of like one step. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to be a steward of the step that's in front of me. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to bring my best. And I'm going to bring 100. I'm going to do everything I can. But I'm going to do one step. 
Um, and so, yeah, to where today we've got five kids um, in the house. It's chaos. We had, we, you know, we actually had another young lady who lived with us for a couple of years and she was just back with her husband and is, you know, integrated and grafted in. We have multiple businesses. We've been able to start a podcast. And so we continue to just take one step and then learn what's there for us and then take one step and learn what's there for us. So I'm going to stop rambling at this point and I'll pause. I love it so much. Okay. So many things we can dig into. So first I want to talk about the fact that, so, so this event that was where, cause you had a huge pivot point where you, you shared with me that you felt like you were kind of going through the motions. You were living the life you were supposed to live. It was that event that kind of shook you to your core and was like, this is actually what I'm supposed to do. Yep. Okay. I yep. love it. I love it. And then, and then your life is, has literally been built on those tugs on your heart, taking Ooh, action word. on those tugs, tugs. I love that word. I yes. Love it. And yeah. I, I feel like those are so unique and I get goosebumps when I'm talking about this, those tugs, you guys are absolutely unique to you. Like I'm not having the same tugs that clay is having. You're not having the same tugs that I'm having but those tugs are unique to you and whatever you believe in, you believe in, but those are either the universe or God, whatever you believe saying, look, I'm shaking you. You need to, you need to take action on this. What gave you looking back, what gave you the courage over and over and over to do the scary things, to take those, mm. to take those risks, to take that jump. Cause that's what stops most people. Right. That's and and for the record, like, does it get easier no, I, I mean, I just that's, that's my perspective. Um, yeah. And maybe I'm the wrong one. But what I think what we have to do is you, you, um, you recognize you had the ones previously. So I think the, the first time you just got to <clears throat> what gives you the courage? Well, I think for me, so no, I'll just pause on it. I just want to I want to think about the question because it's what what gives the especially that first time and maybe you don't have the thing to build off of, right? Maybe you don't have the previous ones to look back yeah. at. There's oh, gotta remember, be a first. There's gotta, there's be, gotta a first. be a first, right? You gotta put yourself out there. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, um, I think it's when it's, it's not about you anymore. And that's just a, a big theme for me, um, that I consistently still have to battle to this day is even checking my own heart of always being like, okay, like, where does this align? Like when I'm feeling this prompt, this tug, I'm going to use your word. Cause I like it. I'm gonna steal it now. Um, <laughs> this tug, um, like, what does that align with? Does that align with like self-serving myself? Like, does that just to bring something for me? Or is this like, oh, you know what? No, this is actually what I'm crazy passionate about. Or no, this is what I believe in. Or, you know, yeah. that would really serve my family if I did that. Oh, you know what? That would actually really serve my wife or a community that I'm passionate about and be like, man, as opposed to focusing on the, um, is it's a risk, right? So like almost like the risk stratification of like, oh, well, but if I do that, then this could happen or this could happen to the bad, or I'm gonna have to give this up. I think that's probably for me, trying to uh, put myself in the larger story, whether that's the family I'm in, the community I'm in, um, um, the, the world I'm in, how can I take that risk? How can I be a part of that larger story? And so that probably gave me the courage. If I look back to the beginning piece, and then of course, keeping that, that lens while adding in, okay, I remember the last time I did this, this was the outcome. This was the lesson I learned. This is the failure I made. Cause it doesn't mean it works out every time, by the way, yeah, I've taken a lot of prompts. Yeah. Well, I'll even share one. I had a tug to write a letter to my birth father. So I'll even use the same story. Right. So I had this tug, I take these actions and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is awesome. Last time I got to meet my birth mom, I found out about these brothers. This is fantastic. I got a tug. I'm going to write my birthday. I'm going to go meet him. This is going to be great. It's going to go. Oh no, 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 no. <sighs> I essentially just got straight up rejected as an adult man by my dad. 
Yeah. Like and silence. that would have been hard. It was incredibly hard. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was still the tug and the prompt and like, okay, what can I learn from it? And it checked my heart about like what I was searching for and what I was chasing. And so then, okay, now what can I learn? How do I be a dad out of this? So again, it's not always like tug. Oh, it's going to be successful and riches right. and fantastic and winning, but maybe it's just the definition of what winning is each time and really figuring that out. But yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think it's, I think what's so cool is every single, and you mentioned this in your story, every single tug and every single baby step and every single thing you took was like getting you to the next step, getting you to the next step. The, the thing that we're scared to do isn't always the end goal anyways. Sometimes it's just opening that next door so that we can come up to the door that we're really supposed to go through. Yeah. Yes. And I think I get freaked out when I see the, the, the door that's like six doors down. Yeah. And so I avoid the door that's right in front of me, <laughs> just trying to stay on your analogy. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh, you know, I can't, Oh, I can't do all of that. Or oh, I can't go do the other. And so I'm not even gonna take the one step in front of me that mm-hmm. I do see. Like I see this door, but Nah, because I can't get through the eighth door right now. So I yeah. don't even walk through this one. Right. That's that's so good because that I think that's I mean, that's just how normal people are. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what success feels like. I don't know. I definitely don't have what it takes to do that. So I'm not mm. even gonna take this next step. Yes. Be- and it's just kind of a cop out because then we're giving ourselves an easy out. We take ourselves out of the game, right? Yeah. It's, 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 we don't even go compete. We don't even get the opportunity to win because we just are like, you know what? Cause there's a chance I'll lose. I'm just not even gonna get in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay. Let's dig into how I, and I think, um, you mentioned you got in that kind of pivotal moment where you were like, you're getting clear on your purpose. You're getting clear on mm-hmm. what you wanted big picture mm-hmm. out of life. And then taking those steps becomes so much easier because you actually know what it's working towards. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people also miss is, is they don't take the time to say, what do I actually want? What mm. do I want to create in life? Yeah. What do I want my family to experience? Yeah. And how can these actions that I'm able to take every single day, these choices, these daily disciplines, how can those be in alignment with the big picture? Yeah. And that's what you've done. Like, that's why when I was reading through your story, I was like, oh my gosh, he's literally like walking proof <laughs> of everything that I love of mm. just like those baby steps, the discipline, yeah. the yeah. the vision, the purpose, yeah. how it all works together in such yeah. a beautiful way. Well, I think the, well, what do you want me to answer? I don't want to just start rambling. Oh no, go for it. Whatever. Okay, I love it. Great. I'm going to go then. Um, I think that the beauty of what you're talking about and the biggest lesson, I, I shouldn't say the biggest, I go into extremes. A big lesson I've learned <laughs> in the process is you have to try to define that end state. You got to see the vision that you want and you have to give yourself the grace that it will change tomorrow. And by the way, what will change it tomorrow is when you take the small step today, you'll gain new clarity to that thing. And so it's this tension, right? I think we were talking before about the the concept of not being binary, right? It's not either or, it's not one or the other. And so it's this element of like, I've got to try to see the best end state, the vision, this is the life, right? And if you're married, talk to your spouse and go like, what do we want from our marriage? Like what's that in place we want to be in future time? And then also know that like, you're not stuck to that. Because the reality is what's the one step we should take now? You take that step and it helps you see the picture a little differently. It helps you know yourself a little better. It helps you know your family a little better, whatever it is. And so I think it's a perpetual 
tension. It's that paradox of like trying to see the end state, see the picture, create the space, and then take action towards it. And then as you get going, um, you'll learn, right? It's like if you're leaving the West Coast, driving to the East Coast, I don't need to know precisely the exact one. I just need to start moving that direction. Now, at some point, you got to keep navigating a little bit more and keep tightening your angle and changing the route and et cetera. But you just actually need to start driving East (laughs) at this point. And so I think that's the beauty of um, living in that almost symbiotic tension um, of a paradox that you even just talked about there with like the vision aspect, the clarity coupled with one next small step, one next small step. Yeah, I love it. So what would you, I know, okay. So this is something that I feel like can be a struggle, especially with entrepreneurs and especially with women entrepreneurs. Hmm. The, this, this balancing act of, I want to build this business because I know what it'll create for my family, but in order to build it, I have to take away time or effort or energy or focus from my family. So it's like this, this pull, this pull of, is it worth my time away from them in order to build this? But I know that I'm building this for them. How have you, have you felt that in your life? How have you kind of dealt with that? And what have you found has worked best with you and your wife when you're kind of juggling all the things? Yeah, I think the, yes, we felt that tension. Absolutely. 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 And I don't, I heard this the other day and I'm sorry to whoever said it because you're a genius. And so I'm taking it and I can't give you, like, I can't cite it or give the source, but they talked about the concept of integrated priorities. And so even the concept of like work-life balance or this like dichotomy back to the binary aspect, like it doesn't exist. We're human beings, right? So like if we have work and we have home, like they're integrated. And so if you're wrestling with that jump or you're thinking about like, oh, I want to do this. I feel called, I feel a tug, but yet I can't because it, what you have to do is just begin to recognize, no, you just have to begin to integrate priorities and you just have to go like, yeah. what, what do we want? You said that question earlier. And it, I think people think that's a selfish question. It, it's not a selfish question, right? It's like, like, what do I want now? Your answer might be selfish. And so then you might need to check your own heart on that, but like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's the right question to ask. Like, what do I want? Oh, you know what? I want to be able to have um, a, a healthy, thriving marriage and family and a business. Okay. Well, man, those are like three big things right there. So you recognize you may not be able to go play golf three times a week. Then if those are the things you want to prioritize or yeah. if you want to, so I just think that's because every decision is a trade-off. So like, what am I going to trade along the way to that? But so integrated priorities. Um, and then, and then to just recognize that they're all um, somebody the other day asked, like even, so I, I, I give marriage examples just because of the fact that I'm married. And so it's, you know, again, the second most important relationship in my life behind mine um, with God. And so it's a filter for everything that I talk about. Um, is, is the element of somebody was like, well, do you guys do like 50, 50 this? And I'm like, no, it's like a hundred and a hundred. Like we're like, so this is like integrated priority. So if I'm going to make a decision to start a business, she's the person I'm going to. And so I'm going to be like, Hey, we're going to do this all in together. Cause that means, you know, the work, the home, all of it, like it's integrated. How are we get on the same page? Um, so that would be my phrase is, is have awareness that everything is integrated. Um, I love it. And, and you, you can do both. You can do both, but you can't have it all. And so what you have to recognize is every decision we make, like even earlier you talked about, you can have all the important things and that's right. You can have the important ones. What we have to recognize is define what's important yeah. and, then, and then really begin to have the awkward, hard, crucial conversations, the messy stuff, the disciplines, give up other things, right? Because 
okay, so my family goes to football games. Like, so here in Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma football is, it's like king around here. My family, my great grandpa was one of the first captains ever at the University of Oklahoma. So my family's got lineage in it, huge deal. My, some of my earliest memories are going to football games with my dad. Like literally some of my earliest memories. It was about two or three years into our marriage and those tickets were passed down to me. I've got them, my family, we'd be going, I'd be taking my boys and stuff. Like my wife and I made a choice that I'm not gonna go anymore. Because it was just a, that takes up four hours on a Saturday if I'm going to go to a game. And so it was this element of like, yeah, I love that, but I don't love it more than these other things that I want in my yeah. life. So that was just a tangible example that popped to me of like, and that's like family legacy. And I had to go have awkward conversations. And then it was like, well, what do we do with it? So I want to spend all this money on buying these tickets. if I'm not, And it's like, well, that's, it's like, oh, that's OU football. Who cares? But you got to know my family, isn't, right. everybody cares. It's a huge deal. It was just a choice we made because what was going to be important to us as a family unit. So, yeah, I love that so much. And that was, I mean, that's everything, everything you've got to, you've got to just understand. And I think everything is driven from knowing where you're going, knowing what you're creating, getting your family connected to the vision with you, like planning it together. I think that's really powerful because I think so many people try to operate in this, in this, like. I'm going to compartmentalize my family and I'm going to compartmentalize my business. And then they try to separate the two. And it's like, no, it's, it's all part of your life. So we've got to figure out how to weave it in. Like, and, and you mentioned priorities. This is an ongoing thing. For example, this morning, this is like super hot off the hot off the, whatever it's called. Press. Press. Yeah. 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 Um, normally, especially when I'm doing a podcast with someone I don't know, normally I try to not look homeless. Like right now I look super homeless, but I was like, okay, I was up at five. Like I didn't want to wake up earlier than that. I have a newborn. Like I got to get some sleep. I could have either gotten ready or gotten my workout in. And mm -hmm. I know that for me, I'm a health and wellness coach. I got to walk the walk, live like, and I know how much that makes a difference taking care of me in order to be my best self as a mom. Yep. So I had to be like, Oh, it's fine. I'm just going to be homeless for the podcast. It will be fine. But like, those are the little things every day that you've got to know top priority, be the best mom, get the crap done that I need to. Okay. Getting ready can get put on the back burner. I can get ready later. So it's just those little things. And that comes from being in alignment with what's most important to you. And that's, I think something that we forget. It's easy to forget. Like when the, when the day is throwing stuff at you, it's just really easy to react instead of being like, nope, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm taking control of the situation. And it's that alignment with what's most important to you. And that varies depending on the person. So what is most important to you? That's something you got to identify. And it evolves season to season, right? Always, because like, yeah. because like your decision might be different when you don't have a newborn, newborn, totally. like, like, you know, and I think that, but that's, and that's okay. And that's the, like, that's the grace we have to give ourselves while continuing to move forward. And then like, Oh, I got it wrong. Pivot. I'm going to get off of it. Like, Oh, you know what? Being dolled up on every single podcast video <laughs> I do this time. Ain't going to be it this season. Like, yep. okay, I'll make that trade. I will make that trade off. And I think so that's, true. that's a fantastic, like real time example from today. <laughs> yes. Cause it really is. It's always, it's always evolving always. And that's just like you mentioned with the seasons, it's going to be different. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, how do I fit this in with this season of life? You just do the best you can with the season that you're in. 
but it's always a priority. If something's important to you, and I think this, uh, I just want to shake people. When I hear, I'm just going to put it on the back burner for a little bit. I'm like, wait, so you don't want to build the life you told me you wanted to build? Like you no longer want to work on those big goals and dreams and, and live a life with purpose and passion. And it's like, that stuff doesn't get put on the back burner. You just find a way to fit in the most important things. And you don't have to do all of it. That's just exactly. like what I would caveat with you is that you don't put something on a back burner, but give it, I mean, like if it matters that much and if it is the dream and if it, then give it 15 minutes Yes. and work on it. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, like um, the, I, I have written one book. It has not been published, but I've like written my first book. I got it across the line. It was a huge thing awesome. for me. And it was an element of in the morning, I'm going to write 600 words. Like 600 words is not that much. Anybody can write 600 words in a day. Now, the question is, do we have the discipline to do it over and over and over and then give ourselves the grace when we miss it and then get back up right on the horse and do it over and over. But like, yeah. so it mattered to me. Okay. I'm going to write for 20 minutes, like 20. So if something does matter that much, right, you don't put it on the back burner and forget about it. You begin to put it onto your calendar. You begin to prioritize, even if it's 10 minutes, because then you might figure out, you know what? That doesn't matter to me that much. And because you took action on it, you can now get it off the back burner and just get it off the plate and be like, you know what? No, that wasn't it. I actually don't need to prioritize that. Moving on. Free heads. I love it. Yeah. 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 I love that. And even in, even just prioritizing like the 10 minute thing, it's the hardest thing to start something, right? When, when I'm working with clients and they're trying to develop that habit of working out every day, when it's not part of your normal and you haven't enjoyed it in the past, it hasn't been a positive experience. It's going to be hard to fit that in. It's going to be hard to make that a priority when so much is going on in life. But if you just lace up your shoes, you will be so much more likely to go push play, to go work out. And then you start to fall in love with the after feeling with that mm-hmm. empowered, like, oh my gosh, I just feel like such a freaking boss right now. Cause I just did that. And I showed up for myself and I have more energy and it's that, that you start to fall in love with. You start to fall in love with that process. And the same thing happens in your business. If you're, if you're in a business that you love, like as far as you're passionate about it, you have a big vision for your purpose and the mission that you have and what you can do and the impact you can make. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy to show up every day, but it does mean that as you create the disciplines, you will find the joy, you will find the fire, you'll reignite that every single day that you show up for it. And that's where the magic happens in the growth, in the momentum, in the compound effect, all of the things, but it's just like doing that initial, let's just start, let's just do five minutes. And sometimes you'll find, okay, I actually had 20 and I busted out a lot more than I thought I could. Yep. I love it. I love it. All right. I know you mentioned that you super value family dinners together. Yeah, we do. And you value that family time. Have you ever been in a season of growth in your life where you felt like you quote unquote, had to sacrifice family or had to sacrifice those most important things to you? Or have you always been able to at least make sure that kind of, I always call them your non-negotiables. You have your non-negotiables in life with your family, with your Mm. business, with all the things. Has that been like a non-negotiable, no matter what we're doing in life, we are going to have family dinner together. We're going to have that time. 
How has it worked for you? Yeah, I. All right, we're taking a quick time out. I got to tell you about this. As a mom who is busy and healthy living is important to us, when I started my gut health journey, I really got excited about making swaps within our home, just swapping out some of the kids' snacks and swapping out some of the things that were our norm that weren't super healthy, but the kids still enjoyed, or we still enjoyed. I'm like, can we get a healthier version of this? Can we make healthy eating even more convenient? And thankfully, as I was on that path to figuring that all out, I saw something about thrive market online. Now you've probably heard about this. Maybe I live under a rock, but it was like heaven sent when I found this. And I want to make sure that you know about it if you don't already, because it has been a game changer for mom life and healthy living. I have some of my key staples on auto ship. So they come on a monthly basis. I don't have to think twice about it. Lots of the kids snacks, lots of the frozen, like the frozen food staples that you just kind of forget about getting at the grocery store. And literally it's made everything just flow so much more smoothly. So I have a code for you that you can save 40% off your entire first order. Okay. Now let me give you a little coaching. I swapped out so many things, sauces, snacks, some of those staples that I was talking about, like condiments just for healthier versions or gluten-free versions of certain things or whatever. So my advice to you is you get 40% off one time. So don't use this code just when you're getting a couple things. Like if you really want to see what Thrive is all about, use this code where when you can get the most bang for your buck off of that 40% code. Because when I did my first order, I just got a few things. And then I'm like, oh man, I totally did that wrong. And then I went back in and ordered a huge order on my second time. And I'm like, well, that was silly. So just my two cents, because I wish I had done it differently. (laughs) Don't make my mistake. So if you want to take advantage of this, the prices are affordable. They're very, very, very comparable to what you'll find at Costco or things at grocery stores or whatever. And oftentimes I find that they're even cheaper on Thrive Market, which makes it even cooler. So if you want to take advantage of this and you want to make healthy eating even more convenient for your family, Go to micafolsomfit.com slash thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, and that will get you access to the 40% off of your first order. All right, go snag it. Happy shopping. Let's get back to the show. It has not always been that way. No, I mean, so I, you know, in, in the season I'm in now is one where I'm making those decisions and we're having the right conversations, but no, when I, when I started the business eight years ago, and even probably when I started just trying to grow, um, like as a sales rep, when I worked for other organizations and stuff, no, it was, it was, um, something I sacrificed. Yeah. And I think that was what made me recognize the, um, and, and why I was sacrificing it was probably, um, not having a full awareness of the trade-off I was making. I was trying to seek, you know, my identity and winning or finding a way to be the best, all these other elements. And some of it even be just being money and like, oh, I desire to get to this level of financial, um, what I perceived as freedom, because more is always freedom, which by the way, more money is not always freedom, side note. Um, you, can, you can be financially free at any level, uh, but just to begin, you know, um, to recognize that I was making that sacrifice. Um, 
and you know, starting is hard and it, it will take, meaning if you're starting a business, it, you know, if you're starting um, your own, your own gig, if you're doing these elements, it, it takes sacrifice and it will take more early. The key is, am I having the right communications and am I making that choice consciously? And so it's like, I know for a season, I'm going to make this trade, et cetera. Now to tell you for now, no, it's non-negotiable for me now. Like it doesn't mean in my business, we have evening events and I used to travel a ton before COVID. Like, no, I've recalibrated those to where it's like, no family dinner. This is a priority for us. And it has to be four out of five work days a week. So even like kid activities, we fight against signing up. Cause when you got five kids, you can get them yeah. signed up for two things, whether it's debate or sports or whatever it is, bam, every, every night, every night. Be, right? Yeah. You legitimately, you can have stuff every night. And so yeah. for us, um, the way, the way I'd answer about how we, how we deal with it though, is, uh, when our fifth child was born, um, we, we were underwater prior to that. And then we went deeper underwater, just like a Jim Gaffigan quote or whatever about like, what's it like to have your fourth kid? It's that you're drowning and somebody hands you another baby. It's like, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. But we, so we actually started to uh, go to counseling after that, uh, Kirsten and I did almost proactively because yeah. it wasn't like we weren't like struggling per se as a couple, but it was like, you know what? This is more than we know what to do with. We just need help. We just need somebody to equip us to tell us we're doing okay or to tell us, you know, pivot this way. So we started yeah. going to counseling and she gave us like five action items to do specifically as a couple to begin to navigate the new threshold of life, responsibility, challenges that we had taken on or gotten into. And she, one of them was weekly family planning. So to just give you an example, like tactically for us, every Sunday, and this is like a, this is non-negotiable, Kirsten and I sit down and we plan the next week and we, we have one messy hash it out. This needs to happen. And I need to do this and you need to do that. No, but this is a big deal to me. And so we have one spot. So we're not trying to solve that through the week. And it's not that you never pivot and it's not that things don't ever pop up, but we do that once a week. And so that's, that was one of the disciplines we learned. Well, my daughter is six now. So five years ago, five and change years ago that sticks to this day. And family dinners is one of the things that we ensure that we have there because we're just firm believers that if we come around the table as a family consistently, that we'll have the right conversations and that when our kids hit the challenges that they hit, which they will, the same ones that we did, we'll at least be in dialogue. We'll have the ability to speak into those spots. Um, At least that's our hope. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love that you brought that up. That is what JD and I do too. Every Sunday Mm. we say, okay, it's kind of, we call it like our family meeting. And we first talk about what we have, the must have that he has with his business, with my business. When I have certain things that I need his help with, I'm like, Hey, are you going to be around on this day? And I learned quick early on when I was building my business, I was not good at that. And I would be like, oh, hey, babe, I have a team call. I need you to take the kids. And he's like, what? No, I have this. That's not going to work. And, and that is what caused the friction. It was yeah. not that I was building this business and that he was in vet school and we had these two little kids. It was just lack of communication. So that was something that we implemented a couple of years ago too, that has changed the game because it just puts you on the same page. You know, it's coming. You know, if you have to shuffle things, you have time to do it. And we also bring our kids into it now. We're like, okay, what do you guys have for school? Do you have anything coming up? And then they can let us know the important things that they have, the things that maybe we need to be at because my kids are, I don't know about you, but my kids are the worst at giving me the paper that gives me the information. All I go through their back, back, back. I'm like, dude, this was like two months ago. Why did you not do this to me? But this has kind of solved that problem because then they can just say, oh yeah, I have my wax museum on Friday at 1045. Don't be late. Like they let us know. And that goes on the Google calendar and we have it planned in. 
So that's such a simple thing in order to kind of keep that harmony in place. Cause like we were talking, talking earlier before we push record, we both have five kids. Like it is kind of chaos is the norm, but it's like, uh, what did I say? Harmonious chaos. That it was really what you is said. Yes. Yeah. like, yeah. you know, what's coming, you deal with it. You take it one day at a time, but you're all on the same page. And that makes a huge difference. And I think it elevates, I think the thing I've experienced and what I'm still learning is that what it does is it elevates the communication yeah. even between like um, me and the kids and then me and Kirsten because of the fact that we're not communicating about like, how do we navigate the mess we're in? Because we solved that, you know what I mean? We solved that previously about who's doing what. So yeah. now we're having communication maybe about the thing or about what we're going through, not about who's going where. And so it didn't which then I think fosters the right environment and develops, you know, even reflection and kind of all these different elements for us because of the fact that you, so, and, and this goes to, you know, this is like leadership principles, this like do one small thing that produces lots of other strong results. Do yeah. one small thing that produces, it's what you're teaching with your health stuff, right? Get this discipline in and it produces all these other benefits to it. And I think that has been one for us that's um, as a couple, as a family, et cetera, has been really strong. Yeah, I love it. It's not a big lift. It's not a big lift. Uh -uh. Sit down together once a week, whatever is your best in your rhythm and plan out the week in front of you together. Yeah, yeah. totally. I have a whole episode on that, on how I do my, I call it the weekly, the weekly ritual. And I also time block my days because mm. my brain just stays so much more focused when I kind of have assigned my energy to a certain spot. I know when I'm momming, I am a hundred percent momming. And I know when I'm CEOing and I'm podcasting, I am 100% doing that so that I'm not like, rah, 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 like just scattered all over the place. Yeah. I think that's for any mamas out there listening. I think that's one of the best things that I did because at the beginning for years, I was literally just fitting in whatever I could, whenever I could. And that was the season we were in. My husband was in vet school. I was a full-time wedding photographer. I had two little kids and I decided it was a good idea to build this side business. <laughs> but what I didn't understand was if I could never turn it off, then I was actually never fully turning it on. And as soon as I really got intentional with, no, I'm going to focus solely on this for this amount of time, I was so much more productive and I could work way less and get way more done. So if you're feeling frazzled in whatever season you're in, look at how, how you're operating throughout the day. Because if you're trying to do a million different things all at once, you're probably not doing a very good job at any of them. So your kids are getting less of you. Your business is getting less of you. Your spouse is getting less of you instead of going all in where you can in whatever role you need to be present for in that time. What do you think keeps people like, because no, even as you described that, like anybody be like, yeah, I would rather be present. I would rather, you know what I mean? I'd rather be yeah. present. I'd rather bring my best. I'd rather dominate what I'm doing. What do you think causes in the phrase I would use people to fall into their day? Like what, like, what do you think is the, the, or what do you see most consistently? You know, I think it's one lack of clarity around what actually is essential. I think lots of people get very distracted. I think it's really easy to, I mean, you have notifications going off. You have all of these people pulling at you and it's really easy to get that squirrel mentality and you're not actually accomplishing anything, but you feel like you're working all day long. So discipline is a huge one. 
intentionality and like really defining what is essential today. And that's a question that I ask myself every single morning, Micah, what is essential today? And I can define that both in my business and I can define that in motherhood because sometimes it's just, I want to have 20 minutes of one-on-one time with a certain child today because maybe they've been acting out or maybe they've just been like needing extra. I just make simple baby steps that, that I can accomplish that will move us forward, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our business, whether it's just moving forward in life. So what is essential today? Getting disciplined around those things. Mm-hmm. And that's just a practice. I think that's a practice that it does. We have so much getting thrown at us that it's so easy to get lost in the, just in, in the mess of it all. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What, what helps you? What helps me with it? Yeah, no, what you just talked about. I mean, my, I think the thing I have most experienced and the thing I, um, the approach I take, maybe that's even the way I'd say it now is I really just try to add one discipline until it becomes a habit. And so what I'm, what I'm, because, because like, even like what you're talking about it, if we do something long enough, it becomes habitual, right? And this is like Charles Duhigg, the power of habit, all this stuff. There's a study out of Duke. I think he quotes where he talks about something like 70 or 80% of what we do is just habitual. Like we just do it. Right. And I, I, I take my kids to school. It's one of my favorite things to do. It was years ago. Kirsten was like, if you could do this one thing, it would be the most impactful thing you could do. I was like, all right, I'm going to find a way to do that now. Well, what, uh, at the end of like Christmas break. So driving them to school, driving to school, driving to school, they don't have school. I would find myself driving to school in the morning and I didn't even have kids <laughs> in the car. Right. Cause it's just the power of habit. Yeah. And so the point being discipline, like learning a new discipline is hard, right? Like you talk about lace up your shoes. Like even if it's just show up to the gym, even if you don't do anything, just like start building the discipline and you'll get there, but you can't do all of, you can't do 10 new things at once. So like pick one and start doing it till it becomes habitual and you'll figure out like, no, this does matter. This is changing my life. This is making an impact. It'll become a habit. And then once it's habitual, add one more, right? So don't, don't try to do three things at once. So I think the biggest thing for me is that you just do one thing and start to start to build that start to learn is this really that impactful does it really change my life those around me my freedom my energy like i love the way you said energy management is it really essential like you find out by doing it and if it yeah. is build it into a habit and then once it's habitual just add the next thing begin the process again and then we'll wake up in 10 years and be like whoa i just built this thing where my time is spent doing the most impactful things that have the greatest return that give me the greatest energy that give me the most life and those around me like oh fantastic like let's yeah. and then just keep that process building over time yeah i love that so much i think i think so many times people just go okay i want to improve this area of my life or i want to build this business or i want to get healthy and lose this weight and I'm, and so in order to do that, I need to do A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P every day. All right. That's what it's going to take. And then day three comes and they're like, screw it. I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. That's too hard. Yes. So I just love it. You're one thing. Like, what's the one thing you can do today? Do it over and over and over till it just becomes part of who you are. It literally becomes your normal. Then you add one more. Yeah. And then you add one more. That's, it- that's a way easier way to do it. And you'll miss some, right? You'll miss some. And some of it, you'll be like this. And some of it will take longer than others. Like, but that's, and if you don't know what that is, that's okay too. Just start the process of being open to and aware to and reflecting on like, okay, you know what? Um, 
I do want different. Like you talked yeah. about like, what's the future? What's the vision? What's the clarity that I want? Like what family life, what marriage, what business do I want? Like, and then if you see somebody who has that, just go pick their brain, go listen yeah. to them and say, Hey, what's the one thing you started with or that you think I should Well, then do that. And then just start doing it. And so I just, yeah, I, I find myself. So this isn't aimed at anyone else. This is aimed at me. I need to get a mirror because <laughs> I'm still doing it now. Right. Like, cause there's a, a wise man who consistently speaks into my life now. And I used to watch him from afar and I was like, man, when I'm, and he's in his, you know, 60s, 70s. And I'm like, when I'm that age, that's the, that's the, the wisdom, the pace, the fruit, the legacy that I want in my life. Well, I don't want to wait till then to start figuring it out. So I'm trying, you know, go pick his brain now, connect with him now and be like, oh, so he says I should be doing this. That's totally counter than what I get, but okay, I'm going to start doing that. Or I'm going to start thinking this way, or I'm going to add that discipline. And so, yeah, I just think creating that space is so critical. Um, but you did a great job earlier with the define the vision of what you want and then start taking steps towards it. I think that's the, yeah. I love that you brought that up though, because there's so much power in finding someone who has either accomplished what you would love to accomplish or, or is living a life that you would love to emulate. Like you're like, wait, that's what I see for my future. Literally get in touch with them, find out what they're doing, find out what they've done, find out the habits that they've built into their life. Because what I've learned over time is it really is, it's not these big gigantic actions or these big things. It is the littlest things that you do over and over and over and over, like reading the books, opening up your mind to new ideas, to new way of thinking, to new, like all of those things are what plant the seed. And then you get to grow and build and become. And I think that's the beautiful part of just life in general is every single one of our journeys and every single one, every single thing that we want to create is like I said earlier, so unique to us. So you can't ask someone, okay, tell me what to do. Tell me what it looks like. Tell me what you've done and I'll do it. You have to hear what they've done and then know how that parallels to the life you want to create and implement the things that are right for you. Yeah. And one of the things that's worked for me, just piggybacking on what you're talking, because I'm going to stand on your shoulders right here, right? Like, and, and is the element of sometimes I'll try on what theirs is, but always with an awareness to go, I don't have to do it exactly like yeah. them, but you know what, you know what, like that, that really works. Okay. I'm going to try that for a bit. That's the discipline I'm going to build. And I'll be like, man, that's, that's effective. But if I did it this way, or if I tried that, you know, yes. I can't sit and write, I can't sit and journal in the morning. I, I, that isn't how I work. I can't get the writing now, but at the end of the day, if I'll just journal just a tiny bit and just process what happened, all of a sudden I create little memories and things I can reflect on looking backwards over time. And so yeah. figure out what theirs is, maybe try on the armor and then move on and figure out what's best for you. And so, I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. And that's just awareness, really, just really, really, really digging into what feels best for me. What's working for me. Is this in alignment with the life I want, not the life Joe's created, but the life I want. And that's probably one of the greatest blessings that I've received over the years is just really digging into who I am. Like, why am I, why is Micah on earth? What do I care about? I didn't even know that I cared about impacting women or wanting people to feel more joy in life. And I get emotional thinking about this because I would have never even uncovered that 
had I not just been like, oh, I need to take care of myself. That's what I need right now. So I'm going to take action on that. And then as you take those baby steps, you start to peel back the layers of yourself and you get to uncover these things that you don't even know are within you right now. And that's, I think the, the thing when people struggle with belief, when they struggle with feeling worthy or believing that they have what it takes, we all already have within us everything that it takes to create whatever life we want to create whatever impact, to be whoever we want to be, but it's going to take the work in uncovering the, that, just that potential. And I think that's what life is all about. Like continuously every day, uncovering that, building that, creating just who we're meant to be and whether or not you're reaping rewards and experiencing an outcome, you get to become and grow and learn and do every day. And we need to embrace that. Yep. Amen. <laughs> yep. 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 I love it. Well, Clay, is there anything that you want to share before we wrap it up? Anything that you feel like a lesson you've learned or just something that maybe you wish you had heard earlier on in your journey that someone might benefit from if they're looking to pivot or they're looking mm. to kind of mm. step into that next level of their life and who they are? Mm. Yeah. That's not a hard question at all. No, I love it. I love it. It was, you were, as you were talking to that last bit, there was a phrase that just kept coming to my head about when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And so it's this element of like, what's the, what's the last or not, not last, what's the next step? Like, it's not necessarily even about what's the next step. When you begin to ask the question, like you talked about, about like, who am I? Uh, what was I created for? What am I a part of? Where am I supposed to be? Like all those elements. Yeah. But again, that internal part, some of it's about reflection. Some of it might be healing because sometimes the action, the discipline that we're talking about might be going backwards. And yeah. people don't love to hear that because some of us who are type A activators, and I'm sure you've got a lot of them who are listening, right? Like I'm a go, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna slay the dragon, I'm gonna move forward. <laughs> sometimes the thing we need to do is stop. Uh-oh. Like I'm that. just like, uh-oh, we need to stop and reflect. We need to slow down. And we might need to look backwards at our own life, right? Like, you know, I'm just going to try to weave it. I'm going to try to weave our conversation back to like, sometimes the thing I need to do is stop and actually remember that I was a college dropout who had substance abuse challenges, who did her like, and I need to go back and be like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. And then get to my real root wounds. And I had to go through some really messy, you talked about like, I think you said peeling an onion. That was the phrase, I keep peeling the layers. <laughs> and for me, like I had to keep cultivating, right? Yeah. I had to keep digging the soil to prepare it for the growth into who, you know, from my perspective, that God made me to be what I was called into. And so, but that takes intentional, messy, slowing down. And yeah. sometimes this one was like, my discipline is I need to sit for 25 minutes in the morning, which by the way, this is one of my morning routine disciplines is I need to sit just in like silence, disconnected, because my house is chaos. Not, it's not always harmonious chaos. Like she talked about, it's mostly just <laughs> And so I need quiet because if I don't have quiet, I can't think, I can't process the day before the conversation I missed, the, the thing that I failed on, the thing I nailed and like, oh, you know what? That brought me life. I need to do that again. Like, yeah. I don't have quiet space. And my quiet space is from about, I mean, I, I read the Bible at five and then right after that's my quiet space. And so it's like, I need that before the circus is up, before the chaos begins. Um, so I think that... And sometimes for us activators, type A, winning doers, right? We're human beings. We're not human, human doings. Like we yes. just stop, like we just need to stop. And so 
that's what I say. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Um, I love I, that. I love that so much. That's such a simple reminder of, cause there are like, especially entrepreneurs, like we want to accomplish, we want to grow, we want to build, we want to create, but lots of times we can't do that unless we do the digging first. Come on. Come on. It's got it's it, you've got to have that foundation like that soil. You can't just plant on unfertile grounds. Correct statement. You've got to have that soil that is rock like not rock solid. You don't want rock solid soil, but that is just <laughs> good nutrient dense stuff, and that takes digging deep. And all these principles, like even with you and your fitness stuff that you're coaching them on, like you'll be doing the right work long before you see results, right? Oh, like, yeah. you know this, right? And like, yeah. and so we get, and we're such an instant gratification world now. And like, you know, I can get my phone and find something in six seconds. Like we're so wired that way. Yeah. No, but you're going to be doing sewing. You're going to be doing the work for a long time. And sometimes that's internal messy work and it just takes a while. So yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. I love it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's the perfect note to end on. I love that reminder because no matter where we're at in life, we always have stuff from our past that we got to kind of go finish. Like sometimes we move all, we move forward a little too fast just to get through it. And we don't really let ourselves heal or learn from it, what we could have learned. And I fully believe that we are placed in front of us what we need personally to learn and to grow and to become. So every trial, every hardship, every accomplishment is there for a reason. And so it's really just seeing it in that light. And instead of covering it up, like you mentioned, you, you, you covered it up and you were ashamed of it and you wanted to move on, but then you had to go back to it and you had to say, why was I there? Why did it play out that way? And you're able to learn and grow. Yes. So powerful. All right, Clay, where can they find you on social? If they want to get connected, if they want to see more of your stuff, listen to your podcast, help them find you. Absolutely. Um, the first place would be the combos with clay podcast. It's on all the, all the platforms, uh, keep listening to do your crap and do your crap by the way, but <laughs> give, give combos with clay a listen, uh, claysteves.com is the website. You can go there. And then, uh, all the other socials are linked, but Instagram's at CR Steves. Um, but the, those are the three places to, to find us. Perfect. All right, you guys, if you found a 15 second nugget, especially valuable to you or it resonated, make sure you share it on Instagram, tag Clay, tag me at Michael Folsom Fit. We always love, that's like one of my favorites. I always mm -hmm. love hearing what resonates with my listeners because sometimes I'll go through an episode and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to 
like push that out. I don't even know if that was valuable. And then I'll get this feedback and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, it was there for a reason. It was worth it. So it's just so valuable. And if you ever have anything specific that you would love for us to dig into, shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to hear. I am just here to serve you in any way that I can. So Clay, thank you again for hanging out, for sharing who you are, what you're all about. You brought so much value to us today. So I want to thank you. And here's my babes. All right, we're wrapping it up. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thanks, Micah. (laughs) See ya. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.